Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. t Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Find our podcast by visiting www.thebigyellowschoolbus.com. Today's show, I'm going to be featuring something that we are so thankful to have in our community, um, and that would be Murray Regional Hospital and primarily Murray Regional Foundation. Um, and I have with me the Executive Director for the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation, Mr. Joe Kilgore. Welcome, Joe. Thanks, Jack. It's good to be here. Joe, you and I have a long history. We've known each other a long time. We actually uh, work on some board of directors together, and and I am so happy to have you on the show. In fact, we're on the same board for um, Crossroads to Home Coalition, and I had them on the show last week. And they did a great job talking about Crossroads and sharing what we do for the community and the coalition and all the different things that are involved there. So today I'd like to get into a little bit about what the Healthcare Foundation does in our community. So in that breath, I'm going to introduce our second guest, and that is Miss Lori Berglund. She's a registered nurse, and she is the community health nurse. Welcome, Lori. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Lori, I've known you for a while now, too, and additionally, we also serve on some uh, boards together to help out those in our community. Um, I'm going to go ladies first right now because I'd like to let our listening audience maybe get to know you just a little bit, and you could tell a little bit about yourself. Are you uh, from the area? Did you move here? Um, have you always been a nurse and stuff like that? Thank you. I have been a nurse forever. I think I was born a nurse. Um, We've lived all over the United States when I was little. I grew up in Illinois in a cornfield town, little tiny town. Um, We moved here for my husband to go back to school and get a a dual degree. We were only going to be here for a year, and we love the people and the climate. And so we've been here ever since. We've been here, oh gosh, almost 30 years now. Feels like a lifetime. 30 years is not long. I've, I uh, did my first career, 32 years, and I'm in my second career now, so it's not really that long. It's uh, all relative, um, especially if you enjoy what you're doing. Um, I, when I came, decided to go back to work, I took a few years off of my first career, and I thought, now what am I going to do? And I happened to be looking around at jobs in the area, and the school district needed somebody in communications. I was like, Wow. That's what I did at my other job for like 15 years. I wonder if they'd hire me. And lo and behold, here I am. Um, So, you know, doing something that you're passionate about and you like is way different than doing something just because you need the money. Absolutely. And unfortunately, too often we find ourselves in those positions because we have to make money to survive and pay the bills and raise our kids and stuff like that. But there's something I really like about you, Laurie, um, over the years that I've known you. And so I want to get a little bit more into the why and how. And I don't know if there's a, another word there to, to, to preempt this, but why are you so passionate about what you do? I, I've known you for a while, and I've heard you give testimonies and things. And I just, like, my mouth just stands open like, wow, because... 
you're an extraordinary individual when you because you are passionate about things you do. And now you work in a role as a community health nurse where you can really help people. I feel really blessed to be, first of all, working at Murray Regional Hospital and secondly under the foundation because they let me go out into the community and they they encourage us to see the community needs, find the needs, and then they help support us, help solving some of the problems or at least stepping in and bridging some gaps. And so it's easy to be passionate because whatever step you take, a little step can mean so much to somebody and it... it um, and it makes your faith in people stronger, and it, it helps you see that just little things can make such an impact on somebody who might have a need. So it's a blessing to me. I, I believe that's true. It truly is a blessing. You know, when I think about the things we do and like you do in there, and then we do in different organizations we're affiliated with, like Crossroads to Home Coalition. Absolutely. There are... There, it does renew your faith in people. Renews, yeah. Because sometimes you, you 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 see things on the news, and the news is the worst thing in the world to watch on a daily basis. In fact, I think my youngest daughter says, "News? I don't watch the news. It's too depressing." She says, "I'd rather go out into the community and do things." And so she's kind of followed in my footsteps, where she likes to be involved, but she doesn't want to watch the nightly news to hear about all the the things they like to report on. So. To get that renewal and to go out and touch people and meet people and, and make a difference, it's it's huge. I mean, the ability to reach out to people because you, you do things that they need that they don't need, they don't know they need, I guess, is one way of putting it. Um, it's the simple things like on a hot day and we are currently experiencing some warm weather. I personally like warm weather. It's not a problem. Um, but I'm twofold. I, I love the cold weather too. So, um, you know, handing out a bottle of water to somebody that is thirsty because the, the temperatures are a little warm or providing, um, some temporary medical care. I know during COVID you guys took your, um, mobile unit and did vaccinations all over the community, right? We did. we did. We started out with COVID testing when it was a little bit tricky to get testing, and there were set hours. And we recognized there was needs for people that really couldn't or shouldn't leave their homes during that time. Um, where there were businesses where people, they're line workers, they can't leave during set times to get tested or get vaccine. So um, they gave us the latitude to go out to them. So we went to businesses. We went to nursing homes. We did homebound visits. And it just opened up It opened up my eyes because then you start realizing where the needs are. And that's why I love my job because I have the opportunity to get to see the need. And you talk about the news. The news is hard to watch. But when you're out there and you, you interact with people, you realize that it is simple things. It is very simple things that can turn someone's heart around. I mean, it, it makes them, it breaks down barriers. And that's really what our job is, to try and break down barriers to, to offer health care, to offer um, kindness, to offer things that might make a difference to them, even if it's food or a jacket or, or a bottle of water. You know, I believe that um, last week's show, we also had RAM, which is the remote area medical, yes. which is going to be at EA Cox Med, um, um, Middle School here very soon. Um, and one of the questions I asked Mr. Fidel Padotti was, how do you get all these volunteers? He says, you just ask. 
He says, you'd be surprised when somebody's a professional in a field like dental, uh, vision, or medical, that they're willing to spend a day helping people that can't afford or do not have insurance to get some needs covered in a, in a day. And it's really heartfelt when you think about having doctors, um, vision and dental people just volunteering their time to make a difference. And it's kind of like, reminds me of the foundation. You guys, and we'll get into this a little bit more, Joe, um, talking about the foundation and some of the things you guys are doing, but what you do is quite amazing. You have this mobile unit and I see it around town all over the place and you randomly just go on location and provide services at no charge, right? That's right. That's pretty cool. You know, it's it's part of my faith and it's part of all of our 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 hearts. I mean, we're called to help our neighbors and everybody wants to help and it's hard to know how. But I'm just a small part of the foundation. I'm just a little piece of the foundation. But they give us that latitude to go out and offer whatever we can. It is so cool. It is. Joe, being the executive director of the foundation now, um, you've been this executive director for a while now, right? That's correct. I've been here for 13 and a half years. All right. Well, let me let me go back to Lori because we didn't, you know, we talked about a little bit more about yourself, and I got the part about how you love doing your job and how you are so appreciative and everything. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you have 14 kids or two kids? Do you, I mean, anything you'd like to, you want to share, can share? I have two wonderful kids. Sometimes they feel like 14, but there's just two, and they're wonderful, Harley and Jesse. Um, my husband is a nurse, and he is a um, works as a director at Williamson Hospital, and he works here at Murray some, too. And um, I feel very blessed. I grew up in a wonderful family. Um, we had everything. I always had everything. I, I think it took me till high school to realize we grew up poor and how important that little things are. But you always knew you had everything I you had needed. everything. I had no idea that we were poor. Yeah, I think I was I in that no same idea. situation. My parents, you know, they, they had jobs, but they both worked to be able oh, to get yeah. us by. And I didn't realize we were low income until mm-hmm. I got older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was like, but we did so great, you know. Mm-hmm. I think things were great. Joe, tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. Um, are you from uh, Middle Tennessee, et cetera? Sure. Uh, my wife and I have lived here for about 24 years in Columbia. She's from Columbia originally. When we first married, we were in Chattanooga, and I worked in tourism in Chattanooga, marketing and sales. And when we came here, we uh, started our own retail business, uh, and that's what exposed me to the art show that the hospital hosted, which also introduced me to the foundation. Little did I know that that volunteering for that committee would ultimately result in a full-time job one day. But that's exactly that's exactly how I got engaged with the foundation. That sounds actually like a, a cool opportunity and cool deal. Um, and, and you mentioned something which we'll talk a little bit about before I end the show today. There's a very cool fundraiser called Arts and Murray coming up, and we covered it last week. But because it's um, relevant right now, I will go ahead and make sure we cover it before the show ends. So... For our listening audience, they know we have Murray Regional Hospital, which, by the way, is one of the most state-of-the-art hospitals in Middle Tennessee, okay? People tend to think, you know, I moved here in the early 90s, and they're like, oh, don't go to Murray Regional, don't go to Murray Regional. Well, now people are sought after to go to Murray Regional because it's such a great facility now. 
we have some of the top in the industry uh, departments at Murray Regional. Um, so let's talk just a little bit about the foundation and what do you guys offer? And then we'll cover a little bit about some of the news I see on my computer here about Murray Regional. What is it that you guys are able to offer to the community um, that our listeners may not know? Sure. As a nonprofit organization, we were founded in 2006, and basically the nuts and bolts of what we do, we raise money, we meet health care needs, and um, we continue to look for new needs through the community, through our hospitals, through our staff, and we manage 18 different funds at the foundation currently, and they all address different programs and services. Uh, since we since we were founded in 2006, we've raised over $8 million for these programs and services, and we have funded um, about a little over $4 million in programs and services. So, Wow, that's, we, that's we, big numbers right there. We're, we're very blessed because Murray Regional pays all of our administrative fees. Mm -hmm. So working in the nonprofit world, uh, in the past, you know, you had to sing for your supper, you had to raise your rent, mm -hmm. you had to pay for your computers. Well, we're fortunate to say for every dollar we raise, we're able to use that for a program or service. That's amazing. I did not realize that. I did not realize that um, there was, I, actually, I wasn't even certain, and I've known you for a while, that my original foundation was a nonprofit. So you have a board of directors then? Yes, we have a separate board of directors from the board of trustees at Murray Regional. Okay. But ultimately, we report up through the board of trustees. All right. So you have a board of directors for the foundation, and there's the trustees for the hospital. Correct. Because the hospital's still community owned, right? That's correct. Mm -hmm. We're right. a county owned facility, opened in December of uh, 1953. So we're coming up on our 70th birthday, uh, December the 16th this year. And we've had a lot of growth. Uh, you mentioned Wayne Medical Center, Marshall Medical Center, and Lewis Health Center in the 90s when healthcare was changing and small hospitals were being bought out. Our leadership had the foresight to reach out and expand our footprint. So now we serve a six to eight county rural region. And as you said, our services within the, the four walls of the hospitals are all just top notch. Oh my gosh, yes. And we have, you have hospitals in. What other cities? Uh, Waynesboro is Wayne Medical Center. All right. And then uh, uh, Lewisburg is Marshall Medical Center. And then uh, in uh, Hohenwall, we have Lewis uh, Health Center. In Waynesboro, is that close to Lawrenceburg? Mm, geographically, I'm not really sure. I was sure. thinking there was one down in Lawrenceburg. Um, yeah, there is a hospital, but it's not ours. Oh, in okay. All right. All right. It's not part of Murray. Yeah, Waynesboro is about an hour from here. Okay. Toward, uh, so you currently have two hospitals and a, a medical center in Hohenwald. Correct. All right. So that is on top of what we have here locally in Columbia, Tennessee. Right. And we serve all of the county and surrounding areas. That's correct. All right. We... Um, Murray Regional has the ability to accept um, life flight, right? We do. We have this really cool helipad I see out there. I guess that's what it's called, helicopter pad, um, by the medical center. That's part of Murray Regional, too, right, where that's my our, doctor Yes. Right. Our physical therapy. Yeah, there's a physical therapy place there. Mm -hmm. What is that um, building called where, my, where Dr. Farm, I have Dr. Farmer. I've had him medical for years. Plaza. The medical plaza right there on James Campbell Boulevard. Yes, yeah. Um, that's all owned by Murray Regional now? Correct. Mm -hmm. All right. So Murray Regional has really expanded a lot over the years and really grown, grown and received some accolades. 
recently in the news, and I know Tom Price on the, the news here locally has covered most of this stuff, but what are some of the big things that the hospital that you can recall has recently been awarded? Do you have any idea right off the top of your head? I don't. You'd have to read them off the website. All right. There. So um, Murray Regional Medical Center nationally recognized for cardiac arrest care. I have been fortunate enough to have two tours of your cardiac area where they have this little, I mean, it's fairly close to the front of the hospital, um, where you can get emergency treatment for, like, if you have a blood, st- I, I don't know much medical, Lori, so help me out on this one. Their cath lab. Catheter lab, yeah. If you have yeah. a heart attack, you can go there in, in minutes. They will have your physician and their team there to open up your artery or treat you however you need. They have a wonderful team. The, the things that they team. do there that they explained to us on both the tours that I was there on was so amazing because they can take this little tiny tube and uh-huh. camera and look up in there and fix stuff in a matter of minutes. It has a balloon on it and they can open up yeah. the artery with that in minutes and save your life and save there, your heart. What, what's the main doctor's name? They have several. Dr. McKeeling, Kevin McKeeling. Yeah, McKeeling. I think he's the one that talked several. to us on the mm-hmm. tour and he explained, um, you know, he lives fairly close, so it called on a minute's notice. He can be here very quickly, but there's always somebody on duty. There's always somebody available, and they come in minutes. They're, they are, they're way below the standard of care. They're in, in speed. There's a set number of minutes. I don't remember what it is, but they're way below that. They're much faster. Yeah. What, what I heard him say was two minutes, three minutes, I'm like, how in the world, if I arrive there and I've had a heart attack and the ambulance drops me off, how can in two, three minutes be cured, fixed? I mean, that's amazing. They start their care in the field with their EMS personnel. They have a wonderful EMS personnel. They start their care in your home with their their staff. Folks, it's great to know that if you have a, a, a serious incident, like a heart attack or something, that you get to the hospital right away and you're in the ambulance and they've done what they need to do there, that they can go in and within minutes diagnose and fix what is going on. It's incredible. And when I heard all that and I've, I've toured that twice, I just get calming because I know that I live close to the hospital, literally a few minutes away. Um, but knowing that we have that kind of care available to us in our community, that's, probably beating most hospitals as far as the speed of service is quite amazing. And folks, if you visit, I think it's murrayregional.com, you will be able to find two things, the foundation and the featured news, the news section, and we'll tell you about some of the things that are happening at Murray Regional Hospital. Um, You know, you will be surprised if you go and just take a few minutes and read some of the things that Mary Regional has done and the great things and advancements of medicine that they're doing here locally, um, it just amazes me. Um, Clayton says, I got, and by the way, Mike Lyle today is not available. He is, I believe, on his vacation with his wife. And Mr. Clayton Harris is in the studio today running the soundboard for us for the Big L School Bus. Clayton, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jack. How are you? I'm good. Um, I always look forward to hearing you guys on the show every morning, Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Um, and three dudes, you guys are so entertaining. And, um, it's just sometimes very fun to listen to. Yeah, you'll, you never really know what you're going to 
going to hear. You, this is true. And, and you guys covered a, a broad array of things this morning when I was listening. Well, Clayton says we got to take a break. So I'm going to come take a break. I'll be back with Mr. Joe Kilgore and Miss Lori Berglund after a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Caledonian Financial is a full-service financial planning firm. What we mean by that is we work with young clients, assisting budgeting and Ross, young families with college planning, life and disability insurance, older clients as they bring in 401k rollovers, seek advice with estate and tax planning, and finally with elderly clients when it comes to the distribution phase of their retirement and long-term care options. This is Marianne Stevick with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Landon Evans, the greatest student coming at you from Santa Fe Unit School. This is WKOM on 101.7 FM, and you are listening to the greatest radio station in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast. Today on the show, I have with me from 
Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation Executive Director Joe Kilgore and Community Health Nurse Lori Berglund. On the on the soundboard, I have Mr. Clayton Harris. Um, this is kind of an eye opening um, talk today because I don't know if people realize the the extent of services offered by the foundation. So Joe or Lori, whoever wants to take that. Joe, you mentioned in the, earlier in the show you have 18 different funds mm-hmm. um, with the foundation. And did you want to highlight some of those specifically and let our listening audience understand them better? Uh, sure, especially since Lori is here with us, our community health nurse. Uh, since we were founded, we funded over a million dollars in community health. When I came on board as the first full-time executive director, I was uh, charged by the board of directors to take our programs and services outside the four walls of the hospital and into the communities that we serve. We started out with a community health nurse that just went to different places and did different things. And then uh, we approached senior leadership about uh, buying a mobile medical unit, which we did five and a half years ago. It's been in the field. And Lori has been the registered nurse on the mobile clinic uh, ever since we um, we got it in service. And it goes around not just Murray County, but surrounding communities and does basic health screens and tests. And through those programs, Lori always sees different needs in the community. And then we as an organization try to see how can we meet those needs as well. So it's been the most visible, growing uh, impactful program, I believe, that we have. In the beginning, one of our first programs was medication assistance. We had a board member who was in line behind a lady at Kroger, and uh, she had a generic prescription. It was $4, and she couldn't afford She didn't have $4. Most of us have that in our, in our car. So we said we need to establish medication assistance. So we started out, of course, at our our facilities, at the hospitals, providing free medication to people at discharge once they um, are leaving the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then we expanded it and started offering medication assistance through other nonprofit organizations. We fund medication for the Family Center's Good Samaritan program, and then we also provide medication assistance at other nonprofit organizations in the area like the Place of Hope, Center of Hope. Fresh Start, some of those other organizations. So that was really how we got started with our special needs fund. I think we've we've spent about uh, a little over $700,000 in providing medication and minor medical equipment like walkers and transfer benches to patients since we, since we were founded. Uh, so we're really proud of all of those. We have lots of programs that, that help cancer patients, uh, specifically breast cancer patients. We provide camisoles, wigs, scarves, headpieces for women battling cancer who can't cool. afford those. Yeah, we've done that from the beginning, and uh, we're very proud of that program. We do that through the Women's Center and the Cancer Center at Murray. Then we also have a, we have a lot of disease-specific funds like cancer, cardiology, diabetes. We provide free uh, diabetic education for patients that don't have insurance to cover that, and those, those fees have been going up over the last few years, so a lot of people cannot afford uh, the entire amount. That um, the you mentioned the diabetes, and, and that is such a broad um, Disease, I guess it is technically a disease. 
I was diagnosed about 15 years ago with type 2 diabetes, and so I had to learn how to do a little bit better eating because I used to eat anything I wanted, and I was about <laughs> 60 pounds heavier. Um, so I lost some weight, and I feel much better. My A1C is to the point where my doctor says, well, I'm going to make you my poster child because you came in here with an A1C in the 11, and I probably should have admitted you to the hospital at that point in time, but I didn't, and now you're you know, fives and sixes, so you know, kudos. You know, it's very hard, though. Sure. When you think about the the number of people that may have diabetes, don't even know because I probably ran around for a year or two with it and didn't realize it because I was always thirsty all the time. I was like, I could drink a bottle of water and go, man, I'm thirsty, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that that was a symptom of diabetes, and so it was type two diabetes. So personally, I I had an eye awakening experience with that myself but the fact that the foundation helps educate and get people the need the the help they need um and you know different things like that medication is, you're right it's, it's 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 crazy expensive but even when there's a four dollar prescription that somebody has a hard time paying for that seems like it's something that's a no-brainer that we can help with because um, you know you got programs like GoodRx and different things out right. there that help lower the cost of medication, but still people have a hard time affording it. I love that you guys actually help with medications. I did not know that. Um, I probably don't know much about the foundation other than I know you and Laurie, and I know you guys do great things in our community, which is so much needed and appreciated. Um, What other types of funding? You you mentioned a few, and I really had to share that part about the diabetes because I've personally been affected by it, and I wish there was a cure because I liked eating all those things. But then again, on the flip side, the fact that I'm 60 pounds lighter than what I used to be, I actually feel better today than I did 10 years ago. Sure. And, you know, as I got older, I feel better. That's a strange way to be, but it's it's the truth. You know, you, you shed some of that unwanted, unneeded weight and you start eating a little better, recognizing that you can't have all those things you had for so many years to maintain, you know, it was a, it was a switch. Laura, you keep nodding. And, and did you have to, want to add to that? Well, that's part of what we do in mobile health is we go out and, and share that education. They, we can share with people when they complain of being thirsty all the time or they just don't feel right. We'll check their blood sugars and we'll encourage them. We'll give them education, encourage them to tie in with a primary care provider so they get the help they need. And that's, that's very understandable, the things you're saying. Like you, you feel bad, but you don't really know it until you feel better. Right. That's a good way to say that. You feel bad, but you don't really know it until you feel better. That's that's an interesting way to put that because that's primarily what was happening to me. I was fairly young still. I was doing everything I was always done. And what really got me, I went um, whitewater rafting on the Ocoee. And I'm in water, and I drank a bottle of water before I started, but I, I just had an insatiable thirst. Yeah. Well, I was in the water, and I was like, I don't want to drink this river water. <laughs> but um, fortunately, I, I did have bottled water. Um, it was an interesting thing, time in my it's life to realize, yeah, that... When it happens to you, it is eye-opening. Folks, if you're ever thirsty all the time and you're always <laughs> insatiably thirsty, talk to somebody about it. Sure. It can make a real big difference. All right, so what are some other cool things that the foundation does? And during the break, you mentioned something that I, I know most people don't know about, and I'm actually on the board at the Wealth Outreach Food Pantry. 
You mentioned that the hospital now has a food pantry. That's correct. We've had one for over 10 years. Um, as I said previously, the majority of our programs and services come about because one of our frontline staff members sees a need within our uh, patient population, and then we see what kind of program we could put together. Thanks, we, Lori. And, yeah. yeah. Lori and, and, <laughs> and lots and, of other people. Yeah, our, diet, our dietitians at the yeah. hospital, food and nutrition. Oh, it's so, not just social the people workers. in the mobile unit. You're, you're just the frontline, meaning front anybody. Line, anybody, okay. yes. For yeah. discharge while they're mm-hmm. there, they, they recognize the need, mm-hmm. and then they go home with food so they don't go home hungry. So we we were the first uh, hospital in the state of Tennessee to open a food pantry for people with food insecurities as they're discharged. Uh, It sounds like something simple, but it's a big process anytime you add anything to a medical record and a discharge plan and that sort of thing. So our our dietary department really put it together and does an incredible job. The patients are sent home with um, enough food for a few days and it's, it's boxed in a medical supply box so it doesn't say, hey, look at me, I'm getting free food. It preserves their dignity. And then another thing that we noticed through our frontline staff was that oftentimes we would have a personal caregiver, say a spouse of somebody in the hospital, and they wouldn't be eating any meals while they were there because they didn't they couldn't afford to go to the cafeteria. Right. So we developed a meal ticket program. So our social workers and case managers, when they see that that is the case or they're asked if, if there's any food assistance, uh, we offer that. And then the foundation reimburses the hospital for those those expenses. That's that's actually quite amazing, um, and I did not know that, and for it to be going on for 10 years. But it's geared towards people that have been admitted and have been, are being released, and they really don't have what they need. That's right. I love that. I love that that's available. You know, the fact that the foundation interacts with so many area nonprofits, um, it's just a blessing to have the foundation involved in uh, like the coalition Um, because the coalition does great things and the coalition is made up uh, the crossroads dome coalition is made up of uh, a large number of area nonprofits that network together to help people in need and they lean on each other it's kind of like we had a um, a show and i invited three different nonprofits to the show and during every break they were swapping cards they were talking to each other and this was two years ago and to this day we we still try to do things like that where we connect people and that's exactly what organizations like um, Murray Regional Foundation um, Crossroads Home Coalition and so many do they they make those resources available so the fact that the foundation is so deeply involved in the area nonprofits and helping people and with these 18 different funds is to me and I'm sure to our listening audience, it's quite amazing. And, you know, the fact that um, a lot of the, what you do is provided at no charge, too. Yes. And it's provided via the mobile unit. And five years now with the mobile unit, you said? Yes, I sir. see it in a lot of places around town, and I see it going around the road. Is it generally in operation daily or every week? Usually we're out five days a week. Um, that's our that's our goal. Um Five days a week, we go to six different counties and try and serve. Um, we have a lot of flexibility. We're given that flexibility. We go into um, senior centers, places where people might not be able to access care as readily, um, either unwilling or unable to access. So we go to those locations, places where people might have needs, like where they would serve free food and, and give away food. We go to... Um, any place that we can find that has a, a need like that. I like that so, there's 
availability almost every day of the week that you yes. guys are traveling around, keeping this thing active, keeping it in the community. Um, Joe, you, you mentioned that you're the, the first executive director that they've had at the foundation. And what have you seen since you've started with the foundation as far as the growth? I mean, did you start out with just a couple of different funds, a couple of different things to do, and then you expanded and continue to expand, and you continue to expand? Is this That's correct, Jack. Um, we started out with just six funds and then have grown over the last 13 years. Um, and, again, the, the, the needs that we're meeting – are for at-risk and underserved people. You know, the biggest eye-opening thing for me starting in this position was to realize how many people in our community live below the poverty level. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just referring to the homeless. I'm referring to families who have two full-time jobs and kids, and they keep their kids in school um, and keep them fed, but it's just one paycheck to paycheck. So a health care crisis comes along and wipes them out. Um, Or they have new medication that's not covered by insurance. So our programs have have grown to meet those needs uh, here in the community, in the hospital, and in the community. All right. And I guess we owe big thanks to the hospital itself because it was founded through the hospital. The foundation was correct. That's correct. Under uh, CEO, former CEO Robert Otwell and his leadership, they saw the need for a foundation at Murray Regional, um, and they started it in 2006. We just recently had a, a founders dinner where we recognized some of those board members who helped start the foundation. There were 12 people that were able to be there at that dinner, and it was just great to to see those leaders again and to remember all they went through to set up a nonprofit because it's it's not easy to start a new nonprofit, especially when it's intertwined with health care. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask, um, this will air on July 1st, Saturday morning, on the radio, and then it'll be available on the podcast to listen to. Um, do you have any big events coming up that the foundation are involved with or doing? Uh, one thing, our, our biggest fundraiser for the foundation is our uh, annual golf tournament, and that's going to be on September the 21st at Graymere Country Club here in Columbia. Uh, we do have teams available. They are selling out fast. We do a double shotgun start. So we basically host two tournaments in one day. We have one t- uh, shotgun start at 8 and then one at 1.30, um, and we typically have 25 teams in the morning and 25 in the afternoon, and we're already at about 35 teams for the whole tournament, and it's way early. So I feel certain that we will sell out this year. Well, that's amazing. I believe um, one of my other hats is I'm, I'm still affiliated with uh, our local blood bank, uh, Blood Assurance, and they usually um, get a team or do a sponsorship on that. Correct. Have you reached out to them or do I need to reach out? I uh, don't think we've heard from We have reached out, but I don't right. think we've heard from them. We'll take so care of that. Now it's on Jack. <laughs> now we'll take care of that. Um, in fact, I'll t- do it after we uh, record this show today. Um, Clayton, is there any opportunities for golf advertising um, and the Friday show, I believe it is? Inside Middle Tennessee. Um, inside Middle Tennessee. But you have the Friday community show. Oh, yeah. Um, that Delk does every Friday on WKOM, WKRM. Yeah. KRM. Uh, happenings uh, with Delk Kennedy. Local okay. happenings with Delk Kennedy. So that'd be a great opportunity to talk about it. But, Joe, you're pretty, Absolutely. pretty sure that the. Um, the uh, golf tournaments will sell out again this year. Yeah, it will. It will. And uh, you can you can go to the hospital's website, link to the foundation events, and you can find all the information. You can even sign up online. 
Okay. Uh, that's our biggest fundraiser. Our second biggest is the Mule Kick 5K that we just did in April. We'll do that each year. We really rely on, um, with a small staff, it's, it's uh, just a small, we have two part-time employees at the office in addition to the mobile health staff. And um, we have to rely on our community partners to help us raise funds. And uh, we've been very fortunate in the fall. We have about 16 different organizations, including the area HOSA programs that do breast cancer awareness fundraisers for the foundation. So um, it's what we have everything from a costume contest uh, Halloween party in Lawrenceburg that raised about $10,000 to the Murray County Gun Club that does a shoot for the cure. And they have been doing this for us and have raised almost $50,000 over the last uh, 10, 12 years uh, raising money for us. So we do really appreciate our community partners and all of those that work uh, to help us raise the funds. Yes. Well, that, as with any uh, area nonprofit, I mean, it takes a community of people and organizations and businesses to help them continue to thrive and be able to provide the services um, that are provided. And it sounds like Murray Regional Foundation is doing a great job, especially when I think about the 18 different funds, having a food pantry, help with medications, a mobile unit. That mobile unit that you are on daily, Lori, is a blessing to our community and the surrounding areas that you're able to, like you said, have the freedom to go out and do what's needed and then report back. Report back. And that freedom really comes from the foundation who supports us. Um, And Joe's been real humble and not mentioned all of it, but, like, they support, they they help with everything for us from unique needs, especially. We recently had a patient that didn't have air conditioning and was undergoing cancer treatments, and it's hot. That's hard. The foundation bought an air conditioner. Of course, that's perfect, yes. And that's not the first time they bought an air conditioner for an elderly person that was without. And so we get to be the eyes and the ears, but they they hear the needs from inpatient to outpatient to people on everywhere. And it's not just homeless, and it's not it's people that just have needs, and they allow us to say, listen, this is a real problem. They bought a generator for someone that lived on a on a bus and that they were using the wrong kind of heating that could have hurt them right and carbon monoxide poisoning so they bought a generator when the need comes up when it's cold and we have people without shelter they help us get shelter um and that's all through the foundation they've assisted in a a grant to bring a a dentist a lovely dentist i have to say dr eileen seitz um is a wonderful dentist who brings her mobile unit here and the foundation helps pay for her supplies she volunteers all her time but they help pay for her supplies and that's there's a lot of need for dentistry there's there's a lot of need and that that brings her here so she doesn't have all of the like it it puts money towards her supplies and it's wonderful yeah i have friends that have pretty decent medical insurance but they don't have vision or dental and to me in this day and age i think this is just me personally thinking out loud but i think dental needs to be part of medical and it's it's sad that has to be separated because the two kind of go in hand in hand you can really have health conditions due to dental Mm -hmm. problems absolutely Mm -hmm. and you know and if you don't have dental insurance you tend to let that go that's right and so the and fact that they're not medical yeah, it, it does becomes, it becomes an infection that that i mean can cost your life so yeah i've had an abscessed tooth yes. before and it's no fun mm-hmm. and you know i was online researching how do i get the swelling down <laughs> trying to figure something out but um yeah it would be great if uh, we had that ability to have that just be intertwined i know it's not and it probably have remained separate for many years to come um but 
there are so many things that this Murray Regional Foundation do does for our community folks. It's just mind-boggling to have them here on the show and learn a little bit about what they're doing. Um, and, you know, the things that they do for the families of Murray County, the students, the the parents, the grandparents, everybody in the surrounding areas is, is just amazing and so appreciated, much needed. Um, and... Joe, when we come back from the break, I have a couple questions with you about the mobile unit um, that I want to gear towards other hospitals. And, and, you know, do they provide similar items? But Clayton has gave me the notice that I need to go to break. So we'll be back with Joe Kilgore, Lori Bergman, Clayton Harris on the Big Yellow School Bus in just a moment. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Front Porch Radio is Southern Middle Tennessee's home for the best in news, talk, and sports. Missed out on any favorite Front Porch programs? Check us out online at frontporchradiotn.com to download episodes of your favorite podcast. Listen live or listen online. Search for it on your favorite podcast app. iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Alexa. Join us on the porch. Frontporchradiotn.com. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is T. Welly. I've got a very special person on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. Miles, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I know we got the holiday weekend coming up uh, next week, but uh, what kind of specials you got for us this week? Well, this week we have pork spare ribs, a dollar twenty nine a pound. Whole boneless ribeye, five ninety nine a pound. Seedless watermelons, five ninety nine each. Twenty four pack Niagara drinking water, three for ten. Milo's gallon tea, three for ten, and Bunny Brand. Hamburger and hot dog buns, two for five. Oh, that sounds great. And your hours are your normal hours, I assume. Uh, 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 9 p.m. Monday through, well, seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you guys are located right there in West 7th Street. And uh, I thank you, as always, Miles. And I tell everybody, come on in. And you guys are amazing. You help people out. And uh, we appreciate you talking to us every week. And uh, we'll talk to you next week as well, okay? All righty. Thank you. 
Thank you, Miles. The NASCAR Xfinity Series. Green flag is in the air. The field comes hurtling down the main straightaway. Heads north to Chi-Town. This one is not over. Nemechek beats Creed in the left-hand turn six. Creed hits Nemechek back. For a street racing adventure down Lakeshore Drive. Custer's got the command out in front. Allgaier's on his bumper, but he's not going to get there. It's the Loop 121. Saturday, July 1st at 3.30 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on frontporchradiotn.com or to simplify getting to the podcast, visit thebigyellowschoolbus.com. Wow, what a great show, learning about the different things the foundation does. I'm so happy that um, after a long time of um, thinking about it and just asking for you guys to come on the show, um, Miss Rita Williams at Mary Regional, who does your public relations and communications, um, did an amazing job of getting us connected and, and getting approval to come on the show um, because it's a big deal to get out there and get public and talk on the radio and be uh, placed on a podcast. So I, I really do appreciate you guys both coming today. And Joe, I know you said you wasn't feeling totally good, but you're doing a really good job. I can hear you really well. So um, whatever sinus or whatever's going on, summer colds are the worst. Um, I hate them. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit more about this um, hospital relationship and the foundation and the foundation does in addition to the bus what else is it that you guys are doing in our community right now uh, you mentioned the relationship between the foundation and the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, we're one of the largest employers in the county. We have almost 3,000 employees. So you can imagine when you have 3,000 employees, they're going to—they're individually going to have different issues and crises. Um, so one of the first funds we established was an employee assistance fund named after uh, Bill Walter, the former CEO. It's our William R. Walter Employee Assistance Program. It can provide financial assistance for in emergent situations for employees who've gone through a crisis, a death, divorce, loss of a spouse's job, that sort of thing. We're very proud of that. And then we also offer continued education for Murray Regional. So those are two things that we do that really are not community-based, but just hospital-based. We've spent over $370,000 on these assistance programs. We've helped uh, 352 employees with financial assistance due to crisis and almost 300 employees for continued education. Uh, We're very proud of our employees. We have a great staff and the Foundation Board of Directors really supports uh, education, training, and support of our employees. Yeah, and the Murray Regional has been, always been the number one or number two employer in this county for many, many years. I know at um, one point General Motors came on with Saturn Corporation, and they had six or 7,000, maybe 8,000 people in their heyday that they were the largest employer. But I thought it was interesting in my years working for General Motors that a lot of the services provided in the facility were provided by Murray Regional. Correct. The nursing and everything. I, I met some of the nurses up there. Um, fantastic people. And I learned that they were part of Murray Regional. And so there's always been a partnership in the, in, in, from Murray Regional in the community, of businesses and everything. And this foundation is just the icing on top of the cake right now. Uh, founded in 2006, um, it is something that... 
is amazing that we have here in Murray County. Joe, I said before the break I was going to ask you a question about that. Are other counties and other communities and hospitals utilizing services like Murray Regional Foundation, and do they have mobile units like ours? That's a great question. Um, a, a lot of hospitals have foundations. Uh, our foundation is much more, as you can, from what we've talked about today, know, uh, more social services type programs for at-risk and underserved people. Uh, many hospital foundations, some of the larger hospitals up north of us, they do have foundations, but they're more bricks and mortar. They're raising money to uh, build onto the hospital or to buy equipment for the hospital. And while we do some of that through our foundation, the majority of our programs go for go to at-risk and underserved uh, people. So uh, do you believe that uh, there's other mobile units that do similar work that we're doing? There are. When we first came up with this concept, we worked through our uh, population health department, and they did a lot of research. Uh, Patrick Harlan, our business development person, did a lot of research and went and visited other hospitals. There are none in our eight-county service area that have mobile units. There are some in Nashville. Unfortunately, some of them are not terribly active. Um, but ours is extremely active. But we did look at other examples to learn from um, some of the industry standards before we started our mobile program, and that really helped mold what we are today. But, again, we are so much more social service-related, whereas so many of the other foundations focus more on uh, on equipment and facilities. Right, growing their facilities, which is, is much needed. Healthcare is a an industry that we kind of overlook and especially when you think about them needing money, because you think, well, I've got insurance, they pay for the services, and et cetera, et cetera. But a foundation definitely needs the money. So if you're listening to the podcast or to the radio and you're new to the area and you're a local business and you want to help where help is given the most, consider reaching out to Murray Regional Foundation through murrayregional.com and talking to Mr. Joe Kilgore, the executive director, and he will guide you on the needs and how you can help the Murray Regional Foundation. Um, man, what a pleasure having you guys on the show. I, it's been a long time coming. Um, having the Crossroads to Home Coalition last week, um, I said I would mention Arts and Murray. It's a fundraiser for the Crossroads to Home Coalition, and it's an amazing... Joe, do you remember the dates on that? September the 9th. September the 9th at the Memorial Building, I believe. Correct. It's called Arts in Murray, and it's going to be a fundraiser for the coalition. Folks, go online to the, the Crossroads to Home website or Facebook page and get yourself a ticket or two or three and uh, help this nonprofit that does so many great things in the community. One other public service announcement I'd like to make, the show will air on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. By that time, I'll have my uh, red, white, and blue car show fully operational at Murray County Park. So come on down and see us at Murray County Park if you'd like and see all these amazing cars that are coming down to support uh, the not Crossroads, Columbia Counseling Ministries. <laughs> I have so many hats, I've got to think of twice about it. All right, let's go ahead and do our shout-outs because we're, we're running out of time on the Big Yellow School Bus. So, Laurie, I'm going to go say, please go first on your shout-out. If I There are so many people to shout-out, but what I, I would like to most recognize is the people in this community. The heart and the soul of Murray County is just tremendous. They support us. 
and um, the mission of the hospital in every step that we have taken. Our community partners and individuals have just been wonderful, and I can't say enough about that goodness and that that support that makes us roll. The, yeah, that's a great, great shout-out. And, Joe, did you have a shout-out? Yeah, I'd like to shout-out to uh, Murray Regional Senior Leadership Team and the Foundation Board of Directors for their support of our program. Uh, we would not be where we are with this growth without those individuals. That's a great shout out, and my my shout out is going to lead to some part some part of that senior team there. But Clayton, I know you like to escape the shout outs on a regular basis when you come help us, but I'm going to put you on the spot, brother. What's your shout out today on the Big Yellow School Bus? Uh, since this is a Murray Regional theme show for today, I'm going to shout out to the athletic trainers that they provide to all the county schools. Uh, what they do is so important, and it is already proven to have saved lives uh, with uh, some of the uh, an accident that happened last year in a practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just incredible job, uh, especially this time of the year with football getting ready to get started and the heat. Uh, they are a huge presence, and a big shout out to them. That's a great shout out. Um, you know, and I think about the partnership that even Mary Regional has with Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic. The 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 things they provide in our our school district, the athletic trainers, the help they pro- they provide is priceless. My shout out is going to go to one of your um, senior executives at Mary Regional Hospital, Mr. Doctor or Doctor Cheney. Um, I had a, a personal opportunity to sit down with Dr. Cheney uh, one-on-one and had an amazing conversation. He was so helpful to me and explained things to me in black and white, so I understood them. Thank you, Dr. Cheney. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you for joining us, Joe Kilgore, Lori Berglund, Clayton. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Did you serve in the military? If so, you can obtain a free lifetime pass to more than 2,000 federal recreation sites including national parks, wildlife refuges, and forests. Getting a pass is easy. Just go to the National Park Service website, nps.gov, or the National Park Service app. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat. You act like a bunch of Southern disgusting human beings. You need to get off the mayor. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Hey, Bill, you made a comment and called me a jackass yesterday. Well, it, it, there was a uh, that was a friendly comment. Uh, that, okay, uh, but but that go ahead and, and seal my faith as being a Democrat. You know, we got a jackass as a symbol, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm a true Democrat, buddy. So okay. it wasn't a put down from my perspective. It was a peg up. So that's, thanks a lot. That's the way to go. <laughs> Just own it. Yes, sir. Three dudes with a view triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Clayton Harris and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.